This is Nick Costos of CBS Sports HQ and Sportsline, and you are listening to the Full 10 Yards NFL Podcast with my guy, the host with the most, Tim Monk. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Yes, we welcome you in to the Super Bowl edition of the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Five days away to the big game. And myself and Lee are going to be here to break it all down for you. Lee, are you excited? Yeah, definitely, of course. Um, it's kind of uh, it's kind of bad in a way, though, isn't it? Because obviously we wait so long for the seasons to roll around. They seem to be over in a blink of an eye. Mm. But yeah, no, definitely excited. It's going to be a good game. On a, on a scale of, uh, I don't know, stubbing stubbing your toe on in, into a wall or getting a tax rebate, where do you kind of sit in there in terms of excited? Oh, yeah, like, I scream excited, definitely. <laughs> Um, right, okay, yeah, before we get into all the breakdown, we give you all the uh, all the lowdown on New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams in Atlanta. It wouldn't be a Tuesday podcast without the, everyone's favourite quiz show, The Full 10 Questions, and the guys from across the pond at the Fantasy Fam are the guys tackling their knowledge today. Just a couple of things to make you aware of. Obviously, it's um, we want your predictions and we want your voice on the podcast. So head over to our, our Twitter at Full Ten Yards. There's a link. There's plenty of links there. To head over to Voice Byte where you can submit a 15 second uh, audio file prediction, and we will get every, each and every one of uh, the predictions submitted on there onto the show. Had uh, five or six or seven already uh, this week, so um, very much appreciate uh, those people that have done that. And say, if you want to get your voice on the podcast, get your Super Bowl predictions uh, on the show, go over to, to that and submit that. And don't forget as well, if, it's, if you want a, a slightly longer segment on the podcast, maybe you want 30 seconds or maybe even a minute, um, you can send an audio file to full10yards at gmail.com. Very much uh, look forward to all of those. We're also doing an NFL jumper Super Bowl giveaway. It's our, currently our pinned tweet. All you have to do is uh, go to the tweet, retweet the tweet, and uh, reply in the tweet who you think will be the first touchdown goal, uh, touchdown scorer. Um, as simple as that. And then all the winning entries will go into a hat and we will draw out a winner there for the NFL jumper. Uh, always like a bit of NFL emblem uh, merchandise. You can never have it too much. Lee, have you, have you got any NFL, apart from Chargers, do you have any NFL merchandise? I don't, I'd say I've just got Marvel stuff, actually. Yeah, it's a shame, um, shame yeah, you can't so win it. Do yeah, well, it's a shame you can't win it, so there we go. <laughs> never mind. I think you went, you went entirely. <laughs> I have entered, uh, my, my guess, anyway. I'm not going to obviously claim the prize this week. I do get it right, but I do offer credit. What? I do get it right as well. Well, I think if any, if any, if Tyler Higby scores the first touchdown, I think you'd be the only one eligible anyway. So maybe have to come up with a uh, a new way of, of giving it away. So yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I went Robert Woods. I went a bit left field. Not many Robert Woods uh, suggestors out there. Look, quite a lot of uh, Sony Michels, which isn't surprising. Which we'll get onto a bit shortly. Uh, but finally, just before we move on as well, uh, recorded last weekend, recorded some team reviews that will be coming out over the next couple of weeks. Um, so if there, there are a couple of teams left available, um, Buffalo Bills, I think, are one. Not that you'd probably want to review the Buffalo Bills. Arizona also strikes, comes to mind. But yeah, if you, want to, if you want to come on, talk about your team for 15 minutes. Um, had a couple of good ones. Buccaneers was a good one I did over the weekend. Denver as well. So uh, they'll be with you in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, a couple of teams still available. I'd love to have you on. Get in touch with us at 410 Yards. DMs uh, like a good bar is always open. 
Um, so uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into it, Len Lee. So I suppose uh, we've only got the one game to review, obviously. Um, so I, I suppose it goes without saying we should maybe look at how these teams got to the playoffs. Um, starting with New England. Uh, New England started off one and two, uh, losses t- uh, to Jacksonville and, and Detroit, both away from home. That, de- that Detroit loss on, on Sunday Night Football there seems uh, a long, long, long time ago. Uh, then went, went on to win six, uh, win six straight, lost to Tennessee in another strange one. Mike Vrabel there, another uh, uh, another former, if you like, Patriots uh, coaching person and a player. So Matt Patricia as, as well with, with Detroit, but uh, their, their away record three and five, uh, which was which was probably a reason why they've had quite a peculiar season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've not done too well there away from Foxborough. Um, but they're very formidable at, you know, on their home patch. But yeah, no, a few strange losses, and I guess this is where they're getting this um, this kind of half true, half false uh, thing they used to kind of like motivate themselves. You know, recently, especially with the playoffs, you know, about everyone's counting us out, blah blah blah. It's all BS, but they've kind of used it to motivate themselves. But I guess you know that's the kind of thing that they're basing it on the fact that a few people did sort of say. Um, you know, maybe the empire's crumbling a little bit. I know I've said that in the past. Um, you know, maybe we've got after these losses, and it's kind of unpatriot-like to have these losses. So, yeah, kind of weird um, on the road, um, especially like you say, losing to sort of um, teams that they shouldn't, especially ex-players or you know coaches that they've had. Um, you know, and and uh, yeah, see how they'll they'll fare. You know, in a neutral venue mm-hmm. um, on Sunday. Yeah, and let's not forget, you know, rewind it way back into pre-season, even before the season started. This was a season where, you know, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady were, uh, I suppose, pondering retirement. If you believe all the news outlets out there, and let's also let's not also forget, this is a lot of changes prior to the start of the season. You know, Danny Amendola, Nate Solder, Dion Lewis, Malcolm Butler, all Super Bowl winners for the Patriots uh, gone elsewhere, and obviously Brandon Cooks was traded uh, for a first round pick to, to the Rams as well. So. Uh, Brandon Cooks obviously facing New England in the in the Super Bowl as a revenge game, and last week against New Orleans as well. So um, yeah, interesting couple of weeks there for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's had quite an interesting career um, over the past couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, with the move made and and how he's done in the playoffs. Yeah, but say I, I'm sure he would have. Uh, I'm not quite sure why he why, why he was traded or why they let him go. I know the Patriots don't like to really play anyone uh, to pay pay big bucks to too many people, apart from maybe Tom Brady and uh, maybe a few others as well. But it just goes to show you what this this coaching staff at, at New England's all about and what they you know how they use all their resources to 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 get to all these Super Bowls. I mean, it's what. 10, Ten straight division titles, ninth, ninth straight um, seasons with a with a bye in the playoffs, uh, eighth straight AFC Championship game, and their third straight Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's unheard of the sort of longevity that they managed to put together, isn't it? Mm. But like just on the kind of uh, train of thought that you were just talking about, like the roster, their roster is like turned over with sort of ruthlessness, isn't it? Yeah, they don't really care about the names or how you've done for them if you're not there. Uh, you know, to do a job at that specific time, then you're out, and that's just how it works. There's only number twelve that is kind of untouchable, and everyone else is, you know, if they're if they're useful at the time, then brilliant. But like I say, if if you you pass your sell by date, or if you think if you're not uh, useful in any way for whatever reason, then you're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the New England Patriots were a film, they'd be the Expendables, wouldn't they? But um, yeah, I mean, let's look at the look at the playoffs then. So. 
Brady's got uh, after after the game there against uh, Kansas City, nineteen and three home record. Obviously, they beat the beat the uh, Chargers at home, forty one to twenty eight. Um, Kansas City, they travelled to Kansas City, went in and beat them in overtime, thirty seven to thirty one. Uh, the nine and seven away in the postseason, uh, which is only four, it's four and seven in the last eleven, so not a great uh, away record re- in recent years uh, in the playoffs. Uh, Tom Brady has eleven career uh, career game winning drives in all playoff games. He's five and three in the Super Bowl. Uh, which over that time he's amassed 235 completions, 66% completion rate, 357 attempts, 18 touchdowns, five interceptions, uh, 98 uh, passer rating there. Uh, and then just to double that up with Bill Belichick, he's got a 29 and 10 uh, record in the playoffs with New England. Uh, one of the one of the more formidable dynasties, uh, which goes without saying. Yeah, definitely. It, it kind of you know it's coming towards the end, perhaps. Um, Although Brady said up to this week that he's not going to retire no matter what, and, yeah. but you kind of think that you know they've only got so much left yeah. between them, and you know you kind of your thoughts move towards you know will it ever be repeated in this fashion again? Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that that'll be one of the strengths that they play on in in the Super Bowl. You know, the I'm doing some deep uh, looking at the numbers uh, to quote James Quo, uh, James Coe's uh, famous words: "There are 371 games uh, of playoff experience combined with all the." New England Patriots uh, players. So whilst they do do uh, a lot of turnover on, on the on the on the playing staff, to still have 371 games of playoff experience combined, which is actually the most amongst all the uh, all the playoff teams, um, again just shows you their their success in a in a time where obviously the NFL with the draft, they they try and, and strive to to keep teams all equal. Yeah, definitely. And like I say, it's that roster turnover that's just been relentless and ruthless. And you know, with that, even though you know, you, you are sort of turning over players quite frequently. Their um, game planning and attention to detail is second to none, really. Mm. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, you know, there's nothing that Bill Belichick wouldn't have gone over in the last couple of weeks, you know, looking for ways to beat the Rams. There'll be no stone on turn, that sort of thing, going over with fine to comb. Yeah. Whatever, what a cliche that you want to throw out there. Uh, there's no there's no coach really that puts the game plan together as well. Uh, especially when it comes to the big games. And it's that um, experience within the coaching staff as well, and, and just Bill Belichick himself, mm. that is uh, it's kind of an edge, isn't it? And yeah. you know, Bill has something up his sleeve to either get New England out of a jam or create something out of nothing on Sunday, I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget the last couple of Super Bowls they've in, they've been in as well. They've come from behind quite a lot of the time, haven't they? The big one there against Atlanta, and they were behind quite a lot of time against uh, Philadelphia there. But just to just to exp- uh, expand on your on the coaching part. Yeah, it's not only having having the right game plan, but it's getting the most out of the players as well. And like I say, them them turning the bet against us kind of thing to make them underdogs is obviously how they've done it this year. Uh, but let's also, yeah, part of that coaching is is nullifying the big threat for for Bill Belichick. He always is is known for taking away the, the main the main threat. I mean, if you look at last week or two weeks ago against Kansas City, they just nullified Tyreek Hill to the point where I don't know if you saw in the Pro Bowl, but Patrick Mahomes. It was trying to get to Tyreek Hill as well, and again he was being double covered, and he was moaning that it, it was like the Patriots game. So, just just shows you there that um, you know how, how in depth their coaching goes at, at nullifying the the biggest threat for the opposing team. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? You know, you, you, you can cut off uh, the supply line to you know for the opposition's points, then you, you've won half the battle really. And obviously, when you when you can game plan well on both sides of the ball like they do, um, you know you, you're onto a winner, and you know they've got the the quarterback who, you know, he's never been that athletic, he's never been um, the strongest arm or anything like that, but you know, in the mind, he's the perfect person to execute their game plan a lot of the time, and yeah. that's 
just what they need, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, on, on the contrary to that as well, a little little thing to put you on the spot here, uh, Lee. Patriots in the last eight Super Bowls, in the first quarter, how many total points do you think they have? In how many Super Bowls am I going back, sorry? Last eight Super Bowls. Last eight Patriots eight. Super Bowls. 20? No, they have three points. Wow, okay. <laughs> three point. Last eight wow, Super Bowls well, with I, the Patriots. I thought it was going to be low. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, not that low. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, obviously. Really eight. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's crazy. Obviously, that's the main reason why they've been behind. Uh, but be interested yeah. to see how they come out again uh, this this game. But let's move on to the Rams, Lee. Um, obviously, went all in this season uh, and last couple of seasons since McVay's been there. Traded for Cooks, like I said, uh, and Dominican Sue, Akeem Talib, and you know, to name just a few names that they've kind of all gone all in for uh, to to kind of build a Super Bowl winning team. Started off 8-0 this season before a loss against the Saints. Uh, come back to then beat Seattle and, and Kansas in, obviously, what we voted, or the fans voted, the game of the year. Um, had, had a bit of a wobble against Chicago and Philadelphia uh, and, then, and then kind of brought it back. But so Jared Goff not really been great uh, since uh, since week 14. He's got 76.2 passer rating, so obviously he'll have to improve on that. Uh, or I'm sure Bill Belichick will already be devising plans to, for him to even be worse than that. Um, how do you how do you rate the Rams season? Well, obviously they started like a house on fire, didn't they? Um, and they were kind of in the playoffs before we knew it. You know, with that eight and zero start before they lost to the Saints, um, and then after that they they came out they, they played well against the Seahawks, won that, and obviously won the, the uh, what I obviously don't think is game of the year, but what other people do <laughs> uh, just to get that one in again. And then, like you say, just had a bit of a wobble towards the end. And I think they did show they, you know, weren't untouchable in those losses to Chicago and to Philadelphia. Yeah. And to some extent, the the playoff game or the playoff game against the Saints in particular, um, and you know, to a degree, the Dallas game. Um, you know, so I think there is weaknesses there to be exposed. Mm. But they've also got a lot of strengths as well. You know, they've got a great offense. Uh, they've got a great G that's star-studded and I think one thing that stands out as a big strength to me of the Rams, especially with this game in mind, is with their defensive line, Aaron Donald, Sue and Brockers, they can get an incredible amount of interior pressure. And if it's one thing that Brady doesn't like, it's pressure up the middle. Uh, if, they can, can cla- if they can collapse the pocket from the middle and it forces Brady off his platform a little bit and, you know, being you know as old as he is and you know, he's never been, like I said, he's never been that nimble anyway. Mm. When he gets pressure in his face, he kind of falls away from his throw a little bit and mm. kind of sometimes just gives himself up for the sack instead of taking a hit, you know, just kind of just protects himself a little bit. So I think that's a huge key for the game. If those three guys can have, um, you know, a big game and Dante Fowler off the edge as well, um, that's, a, that's a big that's a big uh, key for the game, like I say, I think. But yeah, I think... I think I see both these teams quite similarly in the fact that they've got great offences. They're working kind of different ways, but they're, you know, they're still top offences um, with good defences, but they're definitely defences that you can get at. Yeah, no, I agree. And I've got some interesting stats for you a bit later on about uh, the, the, the interior pass rush there for the uh, Rams and the offensive line there for the Patriots. And I'll, I'll do, say that a bit later. But yeah, Aaron Donald, 20 and a half sacks uh, in the regular season, led the league, just two off Michael Strahan's uh, record. 
Uh, and another interesting stat I found as well, Aqib Tlaib, uh, when he plays, uh, the Rams only average giving up 17.3 points per game. Uh, when Without him, without him, it's 30.8. So um, maybe an, un, an, an unsung hero there, Aqib Tlaib, in that, in that star-studded defense, like you say, that's led by uh, Wade Phillips. But yeah, like, just want to touch on, obviously, the Rams' playoffs. Um, they beat when they beat Dallas. Their first playoff franchise win uh, since 2001. Obviously, when they were still when they were still St. Louis, uh, and then obviously beating New Orleans, uh, and we'll be forever years down the line be talking about the uh, controversial no call there. Fresh, uh, no doubt, in the memories of New Orleans fans. So I, I suppose, yeah, another strength for me for the Rams is the run game. That allows to you know you, to open up play action. That's what they kind of they, they, their offense is predicated on. Um, and it's combined with kind of McVeigh scheming people open, giving Goff easy early reads. Um, so it's going to be a fascinating, a fascinating contest because because of the Patriots' defense. You know, fifty six percent of their snaps in the in the regular season uh, was was all about uh, man coverage. So those linebackers aren't necessarily always going to bite on that play action. So it'd be quite interesting to see how that kind of li- that little thing plays out. Uh, but yeah, and like you say, uh, Lee. Rams pressure up the middle with uh, with soon uh, Donald and, and all the rest of them. Can they can they get pressure to Brady? Now a key component of Brady's Brady's play this se- this season, uh, his release has been around two and a half seconds. Now if you've got a quarterback throwing after two and a half seconds after the snap, chances are the the, the pass rush is not going to get there. So um, you know this whole playoff as well, the offensive line there for the Patriots. I think one only one pressure um, pretty much ended up on Tom Brady and that ended up being the rough in the passer there for in Kansas City so you kind of wonder why you bother uh, trying to get near him because the referees may be a bit eagle-eyed and kind of keeping him keeping a fragile bit of China uh, making sure he doesn't break but um, yeah the Chargers and Kansas City Chiefs have some of the best pass rushes in the league as well um, as well as the Rams so if they if they can get to Brady because of the fact that he's thrown after two and a half seconds um, and and just the fact that you know they, they don't tend to hold the ball for too long. I mean, it's going to be quite hard for Donald and Co to to maybe get to him. Yeah, for sure. Like you say, you've hit the nail on the head. Obviously, the the, the pass rushers that he's faced, uh, obviously some among the best in the business. And you know that's just the game plan, though, isn't it? You don't you don't need uh, in New England for as long as I've known this New England you know, franchise and and this dynasty and this you know, under Belichick. They've never really needed great offensive linemen. They've never had great offensive linemen because he gets rid of the ball so quickly. He always knows where his read is. He always knows where where and who's open. And he just gets away, gets the ball away with tremendous accuracy. Mm-hmm. Just how, how he's done it the whole time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and like you say, it just nullifies any pass rush. It's, the, it's better than any offensive lineman in terms of nullifying a pass rush because, you know, if you can't get there, then like you said, what's, what's the point in even bothering? Yeah. It's quite funny. Did you see that... Um, Little uh, mic took with Joey Bosa in the no. Chargers game. He just kind of went up to Brady and said, like sarcastically, he just goes, "Jesus, Tom, we used to stop throwing the ball away." So oh play. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's obviously you know that's you know I'd say one of the, like we said one of the best in the business. Mm. Um, and just to say, on, against against the Chargers, against the Chargers, he was actually two point three three average sec per se- seconds to to get the ball out. So even even quicker versus the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably part of the game plan, isn't it? Just to ratchet it up, you know, just a tick. Yeah, yeah. And just to just to further that as well, he's the only quarterback uh, to have a hundred uh, over a hundred passer rating on uh, on those throws under two and a half seconds as well. So it just shows you uh, how well oiled this machine is. Exactly. That's the phrase that I've been using the whole time, isn't it? Throughout the playoffs, this well oiled playoff machine. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, and it's a, I did say I'd, I'd bring this up. So last time um, the Rams played uh, New England, they actually ran it right at Aaron Donald. And I was thinking about it, it's not actually a bad idea, because if you think about it, if you're running away from Aaron Donald, maybe outside zone or maybe t- towards Sue or whatever, you're only going to be single, you know, single man in Aaron Donald, and that's where he gets you know, gets past you, and then comes and makes a play. If you're actually running straight at him, you're more than likely going to be double covering him. Um, and lastly, last time they played, they run eight of their first nine runs at Aaron Donald. This is back in 2016, uh, and for the 20 the 20 snaps that Aaron Donald was on on the field, they run straight at him at 14 out of 20 snaps. So quite interesting, actually. It's a Belichick kind of masterclass kind of play where you know you think Aaron Donald's your strength, and then he just turns it into a weakness. Yeah, and look for them to do that again. If that came off in last time, mm. he's going to have the notes. Yeah. Watch the film, watch all the Rams film throughout the whole season. Yeah. Well, maybe last couple of seasons. And yeah, he's going to know that and they're probably going to do that all over again. Yeah, and just add to that as well, New England uh, have run the ball the most times up the gut, uh, in, in most in the playoffs this year, which is 40 times. Um, and Sonny Michelle averaging four and a half yards per carry. You'd assume that they'd, they'd kind of go the same way and, and, and just continue to do what they do well. This offensive, say, this offensive line's performed admirably well in the uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, it's either going to be that, or it's going to be you know these little screens and pats and, and these little dump offs to James White, yeah. let the pressure come through and then just dump it off. Yeah, and also the the Patriots have uh, allowed the fewest uh, fewest pressures uh, from the interior linemen this season, forty two. Whereas the Rams, it's obviously their strength; they've got the most pressures there from Sue and Donald uh, as a as a pass rush pair uh, this season as well. So it's going to be a fascinating matchup. How how the the pass rush there, if they if they can get through to Brady, uh, I tend to think with the scheming and the way Belichick goes about things, I think the the Patriots will probably win that battle. Yeah, I would say so. I think. Just mentioning, you know, I think James White's going to have uh, a big game. He usually does in the Super Bowl, doesn't he? Mm. Um, I've got him down. I've got him in my notes here. Um, they're going to give James White 10 to 15 catches, I reckon. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see kind of what they do. They do in the backfield there and what the Rams kind of do to try try and negate him because he'll be uh, he'll be a monster uh, surely in the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the, the Rams for a second, Lee. Yeah. We haven't really talked about them much. Do we? Do we think that Mervey would change his style at all? Or do we just think he'll come out how he how he always does, and you know he won't necessarily change too much? Um, considering their experience in you know, lack of that clear of uh, in in the Super Bowl, like I say, this is Brady and Belichick's ninth Super Bowl. So does does Mervey come out and just do what he always does, or does he maybe change very very slightly to to accommodate for the New England Patriots? They're probably going to change a little bit because you can't sort of just go out and do what you've been doing for the past you know, 18, 19 weeks um, because the opposition's going to have looked into that and will game plan for it. So I think they'll change a little bit, but I don't think they'll go too much away from their their usual style anyway. They'll be looking to, you know, score more points, a lot more points than New England do because that's the way they go out and do things, isn't it? Um, I also, you know, think that they'll, Sean McVay will probably look over at his team and look at the Pats team and think he's got the better set of players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just the sideline that makes a difference over in New England, isn't it? I think that's the that's the biggest X factor they've got, and obviously the, the quarterback as well. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think he'll, he'll. I think Sean McVay looks real toe to toe with the Pats, and um, and yeah, just not not really go away from his style mm. on offense at least. Yeah, that's fair. And so Jared Goff then, obviously first Super Bowl. Um, is a quarterback that I said would probably let his team down at some point in the playoffs. Obviously not yet, but he's not. Like I say, he's not played 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 very well. Uh, I don't know whether that's because um, you know McVeigh's kind of schemes plays to to give him easy reads. But like I, say, I said earlier in the podcast, New England play a lot of man coverage stuff. 
uh, and they actually lead the league in third downs in terms of bringing pressure. So, you know, they could get to, to Goff um, quite quickly, uh, and especially on third downs as well. And they also lead the league, New England, in forcing opponents to throw into tight windows, which is not really something that Goff is is used to doing. On you know, it's not the way McVeigh schemes. And as, as also as I mentioned, that stat there, Goff uh, against pressure is only seventy has a seventy six point two passer rating. So, I think McVeigh, like I say, needs to do maybe something slightly different to to allow someone to get open, because uh, otherwise, you know, the run game could get stifled and play action, and it could all it could all go terribly wrong. Well, the Pats don't create a lot of organic pass rush. They, they blitz a hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah. And they're not that talented in terms of the individual players when it comes to you know, getting to the passer. So McVeigh will definitely have had golf drills for the last week or so on how to avoid the pressure, the Pats blitz packages and where his escape routes are and where his escape throws are. I think you're going to see that a lot because obviously, like you say, they're going to try and shut the run game down and um, you know to shut down the play action game and then force the ball into Jagoff's hands because like you say you know inexperienced quarterback in the biggest game of his life you know and you're looking to put him under as much pressure as possible mm. so maybe he's got to counteract that with all those things that I've just said and he's got to um to coach Jagoff up for the game of his life on Sunday mm. Yeah, and obviously the backfield as well is a, is a main talking point this week Todd Gurley uh, CJ Anderson Todd Gurley do we do we think he's 100% fit yeah, I'd say so. It's like I said uh, last week. If if he sort of come out and he said he's fit, he's not been on the the injury report. I I think he'd be fine. I don't think I don't envision any kind of like um, you know Willie won't he play kind of scenario leading up to the game on Sunday. I think he'll be good to go. And and, and yeah, he like we like we sort of said and like you read out on on Tuesday last week. John McVay's just got to do a better uh, job of getting him involved. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, talking about getting involved, Rob Gronkowski on the New England Patriots side, like I say, coming into the season was in and R in, and he probably will do again going into next season. But there's, a, I, I, I didn't manage to write it down, but there's, there's a stat out there that in, in games where Gronk, uh, where the New England Patriots win by less than a score, Gronkowski's production goes um, up by a hell of a lot. Uh, obviously, that was the case against uh, Kansas City last week, and obviously was irrelevant pretty much against the Chiefs, uh, the, the Chargers, a couple mm. of weeks ago. And, and Julian Edelman as well. Interesting stat: his uh, last ten playoff games, he's averaged over ten targets and over a hundred yards. Do we do we think that Belichick's gonna gonna go to his main guys, or do we think like a, you know, a random third stringer like a, a Philip Dorsett or a Cordero Patterson is going to get involved? So uh, let me attack this on, on two fronts because I think you've kind of hit things that I agree with on, on both those fronts. I always think, I'll start, I'll start with the second one, I always think that these coaches that make it to this game always have something up their sleeve to try and get a kind of unexpected player into the game with an early touchdown. Hence why I'm entering, if my entry for our competition would be Tyler Higby because I think they go to, like I say, these sort of unheard of players, these players down the depth chart uh, for something that you know that other team wouldn't have seen before, so yeah. I, I do think there's that aspect of it as well. Mm. However, <clears throat> going back to Grant Edelman, I think they're going to have uh, a big, big role to play on Sunday. Mm. I see the main weakness of the Rams as being their linebackers. Um, I don't think they're that good. Um, and like you say, they're going to go man coverage quite a lot, and they've got you know converted safety playing linebacker Mark Barrett. He's going to have to be on top, top form in coverage because um, we know New England are going to pepper the middle of the field with Gronk and Edelman. Especially in the big moments, we talked about it against the Chargers. Um, every time they, they, they were the precious third down, the ball over in the middle would be caught by Edelman. It, the same against the Chiefs. 
Edelman or Gronk over the middle, uh, and they're bringing it in. Like I say, they're going to give James White 15, uh, 10 to 15 catches, I think, out of the backfield as well. Mm. So, you know, Mark Barron and the other linebackers have got to be on top form to cover all these angles. This is how the Pats attack you from all these angles and multiple guys. Yeah. It's going to be a huge test. So I think, yeah, they, they could sort of, uh, you know, get someone out there like a Patterson or someone even lower down the depth chart. Uh, and all these running backs as well, that gives you a multitude of options to have to think about. Yeah. Um, but then I do think that, you know, when the game's on the line, if we get into the third or fourth quarter and the Rams are ahead, then Edelman's going to get a hell of a lot of targets over the middle. Mm. Yeah, and again, so over the last couple of weeks, obviously Gronkowski, and I think the key to this game is actually is Gronkowski. Um, we, know, we know Belichick is a, is a master at scheming and and you know finding weaknesses in in the opposing defenses. So we saw we saw uh, one week where you know Gronkowski they just ran the ball and Gronkowski essentially became another lineman. Um, mm. And then obviously last week against the Chiefs, you know, he split out and did what he did, does best and, and, and catches the ball. It'd be interesting to see if, you know, if the Rams put extra DBs um, on the field to, to, to help cover up people like Hedderman, James White and Gronk. They're just going to run the ball down down the Rams' throats because obviously they're going to be taken up in, in man coverage by, you know, those, those players. But then if it's if it's the other way around where, you know, they're not putting extra DBs in, they can then do the passing plays and Gronk can can expose those linebackers and, and get all the catches like he did last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, this is it. It's about creating mismatches, isn't it? And New England have got a lot of mismatch pieces in their offence and like we've said a million times now, mm. they've got the best uh, sort of coaching staff to try and try and create those and, and exploit them. Yeah, I mean, it should be a, a great game. Obviously, this is a repeat uh, of the greatest show on turf, uh, 20-17 to 17 there, the Patriots won. Uh, do, you, do you remember that game at all, Lee? No, no, I don't actually. Bit, unfortunately, bit before your time, bit before my time as well. But yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt it'll be rammed down our throats this week. Yes, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably see that in the build-up, won't we? Yeah, obviously, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner now uh, was he analyst on, on uh, NFL Game Day morning or something like that? But uh, yeah, he was leading the Rams way back then. But yeah, that was what? How many? How many years ago was that? Twenty-five years ago? No, more than twenty-five years ago. Fifteen years ago or something. Hang on, let me let me let me, let me go well, find. Let me go find. No, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, 20 years ago. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was obviously the start of uh, the Brady era and all that, wasn't it? So, yeah, just it, how time how time flies. But, um, yeah, I mean, it should be a good game. New England, uh, two and a half point favourites in this one, Lee. The over-under is 46. Any any leans in any way yet? Uh, you know, we're going to kind of avoid these uh, predictions, aren't we? But, you know, it's, it's pretty easy for me to kind of avoid that because I don't fancy putting my neck on the line. <laughs> I, think I think it's really, really tight. You know, you can you can quite easily make a hurt for and against. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got play, talented play calls on either side of either team, great offences. And like I said before, like a, a good defence on each side, but like with flaws. Mm. And they both play fantastic special teams as well. Yeah. I think both these teams are probably the most regular in making big special teams plays. Mm. And I think it's going to come down to, you know, a momentum shifter, maybe like that, or, you know, one of these players, like, out of the ordinary plays to a, to a kind of unheard of guy that's going to break the game open. Mm. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really willing to, to sort of put my neck on the line. I think it'll just be a great game. Need and, like, a little bit as well, like I was saying last week, uh, I don't really know who to root for yet either, so I've not got my allegiance set and my bias set either. Um, I've, already, I've already decided mine, but, uh, yeah, so you just need, need a couple more days, yeah? 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just try and sit and enjoy it as much as I can. To be honest with you. Yeah, no doubt we will. Uh, I'll, I'll force you to put something on uh, on the podcast later on in the week where we uh, we put yeah. our, our predictions along with everyone else's. Sure, sure, okay. Yeah. Give me a couple of days, like you say. Yeah. Don't forget, reminder, you can submit your predictions for the Super Bowl. We will play every one that we receive and we'll roll them all up into a nice little podcast for you. And that's also where we, uh, me and Adam will give us our best bets for the Super Bowl, including everything from Adam Levine's outfit to whether Gladys Knight will take a knee during the National Anthem. I very much... I very- <laughs> <laughs> I very much doubt it. Um, we're also going to do a £100 uh, mythical bet challenge as well for the Super Bowl, see who can come come out on top there. So that should be something to look forward to a bit later on in the week. And talking of looking forward to, it's time for the full 10 questions. Okay, it's time for the Super Bowl edition of the Full 10 Questions, everyone's favourite podcasting segment of the week. And uh, for, as it's the Super Bowl week, we've uh, decided to get someone from across the pond uh, over in the States to join us today. It's uh, Anthony Rayner from the Fantasy Fan. Anthony, welcome into the Full 10, your, uh, Full 10 Yards podcast. Yeah, happy to be here. Really appreciate you know the opportunity to see how much knowledge I actually do obtain or, <laughs> and know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bar the bar is usually around seven or eight. Eight eight is actually the highest score. So if you manage to get a nine, uh, you'll you'll be top of the leaderboard. So that's uh, that's that's a little carrot of going to dangle in front of you there. All right, just before, let's do it. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Before we get get into that, obviously uh, you are part of the uh, the fantasy football podcast. Uh, at the Fantasy Fam, if you want to get in touch with these guys, but just want to talk about what you guys do on your on your podcast and uh, who who's a part of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's um, so it's myself, my brother, and my cousin, um, both of which now are located in New Jersey. So we do obviously have to you know find the time in Skype or Zoom so that we can all obviously talk about fantasy. But it started about probably about two years ago. We really all we talk about is sports and. We were just like, hey, why not? Let's just start of a podcast. We were like, hey, how difficult could it be? <laughs> I mean, you could probably attest to it. I mean, it's not it's not that easy, you know. Like, there's like a there's a lot of moving parts to it and whatnot to actually get to where I mean, to where we got to right now. But it's um, so hence the fantasy fam. We are obviously all family. That's like our not necessarily our niche, but you know, it's I guess it's kind of tough to actually get all your family together that are really interested in fantasy and and whatnot so we just really like the whole fam idea um i mean we pretty much we we break it down as much as possible each week you know for we we try to break it down so that it's relatable Mm. and whatnot like we we don't talk about okay well this guy you know we got him ranked fifth this week or anything like you know what i mean like we actually like look at lineups look at legit lineups like even our lineups and put out predicaments that people would have so i think that that somewhat maybe could separate us a little bit you know from the rest so yeah uh, so it's all about finding that niche exactly yeah, exactly yeah, absolutely and save it as long as you like as long as you enjoy doing it that's what that's what it's all about really but i, I noticed on your on your twitter feed that you had the our buddies at five yard rush on a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah so i met murph about what maybe three it's been like three months at oh, like closer to the beginning of the season yeah and he just I don't know how it happened, but then all of a sudden he was just like, yeah, you know, we're doing this episode. Are you guys interested? And me and my cousin, we jumped on, and they were doing it from the pub over in England, and we just hit it off. And we, I mean, we talk all the time, you know, help each other out. 
So the great, great bunch of guys, him and um, him and Chris. Yeah, yeah, we have it. We have them on as well. I'm just trying to pull up what they got on the um, on their on theirs. I think they got eight. So maybe that's maybe maybe a bit of a head to head there for you for you guys. But let's uh, let's get into it then. So, uh, ten questions, as everyone, all the listeners out there know, ten questions, no time limit. But uh, if you are taking a bit too long, we shall move you along, just in case you do have Google on one of those tabs. <laughs> not sure. I'm yeah, not sure. right. I'm no, not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go straight up. If I know it, I know it. If I don't, let's move on. <laughs> and we'll go through all the answers at the end. We'll just go through all the questions first. And so, uh, unfortunately, I have to take your first answer as well. Standard quiz questions. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Nice way, easy one to start. Who's the head coach of the Buffalo Bills? Good Lord. I, as of right now, holy crap, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know that. All right. That's wait, sad. Wait, I'm, you, I'm upset with myself. <laughs> if, you, if you remember it as we go along, just shout it out. But uh, t, uh, question two, which team plays at Ford Field? Ford Field. Is my knowledge not this great? What is what is wrong with me? I probably should have got my cousin to jump on and represent <laughs> us. He knows all this crap. <laughs> Ford. Ford Field. I'm going to go with the Lions. Okay. Which number does running back Sonny Michelle uh, for New England wear? 26... Who was the yeah. last in the 2018 draft, the one just gone? Who was the last quarterback taken in the first round? I'll give you Lamar a Jackson. Yeah, nice one. Um, okay, question five. Which team in the NFC West has never won a Super Bowl? In the NFC West? Who's in the NFC West? What is that? Like the Niners, the. I guess it would it would go by. You obviously have to know the NFC West in order to <laughs> <laughs> in order to figure that out. Oh man, can I come back to? I want to come back to that one. Yeah. I want to think about that. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, Please. Question, question six: How many yards does a defensive holding penalty incur? Defensive holding. Oh man, I know it's an automatic first down, not spot of the foul. I almost want to say five, but I know that's not right. I'm going to go with 15. Okay. Uh, which which kicker holds the, currently holds the record for the longest field goal? For the longest field goal. 64 yards, I'll give you. 64, I know. It was, you, what, uh, it was Matt Bryant at one point. Oh, man. It just happened too. Either this past season or like literally the like last two seasons. <laughs> oh, man. And it's not even. I don't even think it's a kicker that is like a top kick. Like it's not like a Justin Tucker or a or a Greg Zerline or anything like that. Like it's. Oh man, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> uh, question eight which player scored the most touchdowns for green bay in 2018 season which player yeah not not throwing so aaron Rodgers doesn't count so which oh, so aaron okay so aaron doesn't count all right um it's got to be a trick question but i'm still going to go devonta adams even though that's probably wrong 
Question nine. The LA Rams were previously from which city? St. Louis. Okay, question 10 to finish it off. Within 150 yards, how many rushing yards did rushing leader Zeke Elliott get in the 2018 season? Within 150, you said? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with like 14.25. Okay, do you want to read? Do you want to go back and have a crack at the other two? So what was what was the, yeah what was the first one? So you got the NFC West, who's never won a Super Bowl. NFC West, so the West. We got the oh Seattle's out there, right? They won obviously. Uh, the Niners, okay, they won obviously. Um, who else is over there? Uh, the West. Well, uh, okay, so they actually are in the. I mean, they are technically on the West side now. So LA, they have won. And then who else is on the freaking West? Who else is down there? Cardinals. That's it. Arizona. There's my answer. Yes. And then, uh, <laughs> did you want you want to have another you want to have another go at the uh, kicker longest field goal? Oh, longest kicker, my man. Uh, damn. Yeah, I got I got nothing. Right. Okay, we'll time you out. Okay, so let's it's go. It's gonna back. drive me crazy now that you're gonna say it. <laughs> Let's, uh, let's go back through those. So question one was, who was the head coach of the Buffalo Bills? That was Sean McDermott. Yeah. Uh, Ford Field, you managed to get there in the end. Detroit Lions is correct. Uh, Sonny Michelle does wear number 26. Lamar Jackson was the last quarterback taken. Pick 32 there by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, you got there as well. The NFC West never won a Super Bowl. Um, defensive holding was a five-yard penalty, so you should have gone where you got there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the kicker with the longest field goal with Matt Prater for the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think it was two uh, seasons two seasons ago now. Um, yeah. You went with the get on Devontae Adams. That was correct. He scored the most touchdowns for Green Bay. Uh, double digits receiving touchdowns there. Uh, St. Louis Rams were, of course, now LA. Uh, and Zeke Elliott did very well on this one. 1,434. So only nine yards out. So great effort on that one. Very good. Not many people get those ones. So, but you That know. should be a bonus right there. I just, <laughs> I mean, being a Cowboys fan, you know, obviously I... I know that he led the NFL. Plus, I also like to look and see how many actual running backs and wide receivers break the century, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was only seven running backs, I think, this this past season that went over 1,000 yards. There were, yeah, absolutely. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay, so how about, how do you think you did? Uh, overall, I mean, what? I got three wrong, two wrong? Yes. I, got, I know. It, so I got three wrong, I think, three, right? Yeah. So seven? Yeah, seven out of ten. So not bad, not bad effort as well, so... Not that bad. I'll Pretty take good. it. Yeah. Under under. So once you once you get your kind of your focus in and your brain in gear, kind of you, you'll get there. So so we're all good. But yeah, very good effort for seven out of ten there. Hell yeah. Awesome, Anthony. Thank you so much for for joining us uh, for the uh, full ten questions. And uh, who do you fancy for the Super Bowl? <sighs> Got it. I gotta go Rams, right? Everybody's got to say the Rams, except for everybody from New England. Uh, it would be cool. It would be cool to see Tom win a six, but honestly, it's uh, it's not that cool. I'm so over it. Well, it depends depends how you feel about the Rams being in the Super Bowl, I suppose, isn't it? I I'm just I just really wanted the Cowboys, but obviously they couldn't they couldn't do it. Yeah, of course. It's, you're uh, you've been a Cowboy. We're, we're, I'm going to do a, a Cowboys review, team review uh, at some point in the next couple of weeks. So you're very welcome to come back on there and review them. Yeah, definitely, man. I would love to. Awesome. Okay, and we uh, we shall say our goodbyes, and we'll, we'll speak to you in the very near future. Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Yeah, had a blast. Thank you. Good bit of fun there with the Fantasy Fam lads and talking of fun. So obviously it's the big game on Sunday League. Lots of different things people look forward to. Everything from you know the opening coin toss because they've had a bet on it, or you know the adverts, especially in in America. 
uh, at Super Bowl halftime, the halftime show, uh, and then obviously the trophy presentation as well. Anything that you're particularly looking forward to, whether it be the game or anything uh, surrounding the build-up or the you know all the extras. So yeah, like speaking of the, the halftime show, I'm looking to get in a beer in the halftime show. I've been avoiding Maroon Five. That may that be my advice to anyone. Stop complaining about it. Just get a beer. Don't complain. Just grab a beer. Grab a cold one. Mm. Crack open Twitter, mm. and just just waste a bit of time. But, but obviously, you meant something about the game, right? So yeah, just the whole thing. Like I say, I think it's a super intriguing matchup between two good teams. Like I've said, uh, maybe you know one thing I'm looking forward to. Maybe I'd be happy to see Aaron Donald put Brady on his backside. Uh, that'd be nice, I guess. And I think a lot of people join me on that. Mm. I heard a random random rumor somewhere that I think SpongeBob SquarePants was going to be involved in the halftime show. I have to. I can't remember where I saw that, but um, I think someone was someone was betting on it because I, I, I remember hearing that the creator of SpongeBob or something died, so they were doing a tribute or something. You know, like last year it was uh, Prince, wasn't it, or something? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Maybe uh, maybe I'll find that before the, uh, the for the podcast uh, later on in the week. Yeah, I mean, what am I looking forward to? I am looking forward to. I don't mind Maroon Five myself really, but. Um, yeah, it depends what you grow up with, I suppose. Um, so maybe I won't be grabbing a beer so much. I won't be racing to get a beer, that's for sure. Um, what am I looking forward to? I'm just probably looking forward to just uh, excellent execution of offense and defense as well. Just uh, just want a quick note, actually. Patriots um, Patriots in the red zone, their offense is uh, very clinical. 76.4% uh, of their red zone trips are ended in touchdowns, whereas their red zone defense uh, over the last three games, 75% of the time they've given up a touchdown as well. So... If someone gets in the red zone in this game, the chances are a, t a touchdown is going to go in. Um, so yeah, looking forward to maybe a lot of maybe a lot of points. Yeah, I think there'll be a fair amount of points. I think um, it's going to be like fairly high scoring, but it'll matter, you know, who can pull out the stops on defense and get those stops. Uh, and like say, like said before, maybe a special teams play mm. here or there will be the decider. Mm. Probably going to be like a, a late interception or late fumble that's going to seal it for either team, I reckon. Yeah, I think I think whoever the, the team that has the ball last wins the game. Uh, just like you see there about uh, you know offense and getting stops on thirds down. These two teams are actually pretty good on, on with third down conversions over the season. Fifty seven percent for the Patriots, forty nine percent for the Rams. So these are two teams that know how to extend drives and 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 you know create a good game. And uh, I'm I'm really interested to see the the matchup between the master and the young upstart there with Belichick and, and McVeigh to see you know who has the cajones and who does what different or who, you know who puts their balls out on the line and to risk it all to win the big one should be should be a fascinating game yeah 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 sure no I'm looking really looking forward to it should be a really good game um, it's got I think it's even captured the imagination of even like the casual fans hasn't it as well um, I know ran to a friend of mine uh, in town on, on Sunday and uh, yeah he was even talking about it and he's kind of a casual NFL fan uh, at best really mm. yeah yeah, should be a good one to say. I love it. Over a hundred odd million uh, around the world view it, so uh, no doubt that'd be similar again. So, we are you watching the game, Lee? I, I know up here in Scotland, you ha you have to drive many a mile to even get anywhere to 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 find a TV, let alone somewhere that would be showing the Super Bowl. I don't know what you like over over the past couple of years. You know, I've been to some Super Bashes uh, in the O2 in London uh, years and years ago, but the uh, the transport back was not frequent, shall we say? Getting back at you know, six seven o'clock in the morning. Do you do you tend to venture out during the Super Bowl, or do you stay in and watch it? Uh, I have in the past. I've been out to you know a couple of bars sort of in the city centres of where I've been living, whether that be in Manchester or or London or Brighton, where I am now. Uh, but in more recent times, I've I've just generally either stayed at home or gone around to a friend's and watched it. I uh, got a couple of people together and just kind of enjoyed it all together. Mm. Uh, on Sunday, I'm just going to be staying at home. I'm actually getting my girlfriend to watch with me as well. She's I think through doing this, uh, 
kind of the osmosis of it has kind of uh, taken over a little bit. See, as I've been <laughs> watching it in front of her a little bit, I think she's taken a bit of an interest. Hopefully, this could be the breakthrough moment on Sunday where she actually watches the full game. Yeah, your 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 heart's going to be broken when you find out she's a Maroon Five fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm going to say home as well. Anyone listening out there that wants to go out and uh, and watch it, there's plenty of places obviously in London. But if you're a bit further afield, a good a good way to to maybe go and watch the game. And I know quite a lot of teams do this now. Uh, American football teams in England kind of raise money through Super Bowl parties. So check your, maybe your local American football team and just check if they're doing a Super Bowl party. Get you know get down to your local team. They help raise funds uh, so they can buy kits and, and and all the rest of it as well. Really good cause, but they tend to put on some decent uh, Super Bowl events in some some areas as well so mate that's always a a good a good place to maybe check that out check your local team and see what they're doing look forward to that indeed okay that's going to do it for this episode of the full 10 yards podcast thank you all one and all for listening and joining us really appreciate you tagging along i hope you uh, get your super bowl predictions in uh head over to our full, uh, full 10 yards twitter page uh, and get those in and don't forget to enter our competition as well we'll be back a bit later on in the week to give you all the best bets and all obviously all the listeners predictions out there and a few special ones as well um so in the meantime we'll, that will be it for a couple of days it's goodbye from lee yeah goodbye everyone and um, have a good week and um, don't do anything silly before sunday don't rule yourself out for the game <laughs> don't really say that love it and it's goodbye from me too in the great words of kevin cadle it's bye-bye for now bye-bye for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com